Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST. And up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Ladies, hello, hello. Grace is a lady in blue. We just said this because Garage Band cut out. <laughs> Trying to repeat the entire um, spontaneous Stupid chat. back and forth. But it matches the blue of the cushions at my house. Yeah, footnotes of the conversation that just happened. An Eve's Clan blue. It's uh, this little cute Airbnb. We're doing this funny thing where. Well, basically, we were trying to figure out going to Europe maybe for like a little spontaneous trip because I leave London very sadly. I feel depressed about it. It's really sad. I can't believe how fast it's gone. I know. On Saturday to go back to LA, which now feels like, <laughs> I'm like, fuck LA, I hate it. But I know I'll get back and it'll be nice. And it's really sunny there, which is going to be nice because um, I'm in the Cotswolds and it's just raining. <laughs> I was like, good old English summer. Um, but heading here just felt a little bit, this is such a first world problem, but you know, when you go and do European summers, like little European trips and actually half the time is spent like in the airports and standing in security lines and it's actually just really tiring. Okay. Yeah. Um, and all of the airports in London are like a fucking three hour trick on like 700 trains. A zoo. So my dad was telling me he because he's moved to Northern Ireland and he usually drives, which is like eight hours, but he got the plane because the plane's like 45 minutes or something. Um, And he got to the airport, thought it would be so easy. He got there at eight in the morning and there was this like crowd and basically on the ground, it looked like this like tall, bald man had like fallen over or something. Um, And people were kind of feeling sorry for him. And then he like jumped up. He was like six foot five pulled off all his clothes and started just fighting people and they had to get like six police officers to get him in the thing and my dad was like what the fuck like I just want a simple morning the airport is hell but that's the airport yeah yeah Uh, the airport is one of the worst places ever and (laughs) 
So are those planes where you like can't even sit beside the person you're traveling with unless you pay like an extra hundred dollars or so. I don't know. It was just um, so anyway, we eventually decided on just going to the Cotswolds because it was a two hour drive, which is like the time it takes you to get to the airport anyway mm-hmm. um, and just chill here for my final final few days. Feels yeah, feel depressed. Loving London. London gaslights me in the summer because everyone's jolly. And it's a nice mm-hmm. place to be. Yeah. Yeah. It is a nice place to be, isn't it? In the summer. Apart from when your phone your phone got stolen. Yeah, I had a very London I had a very like debaucherous two nights in Soho. Well, like one was debaucherous and one was just being a victim of a crime. <laughs> <laughs> so we interviewed Caroline Calloway on Friday. Don't say it so casually. We interviewed the Caroline <laughs> Calloway on Friday. You lucky bitches. It, is, it was honestly such a, I'm obsessed. When, and do you know what, Grace? We're so stupid. We're such stupid girls. Do you know what the first question my boyfriend said when we got off the call was? What? How did she find out about the podcast? Because my a, dear friends, great my dear listeners, <laughs> Caroline DM'd us. She DM'd us out of yeah. the blue. We hadn't tagged her in anything in like four years um, she DM'd us out of the blue and said she wanted to come on the pod and then gave us her phone number to text her. So I immediately text her. We organize it. She comes on the pod. Not once did we think to say, how did you find out about us? Do you listen? Did a friend tell you? Like he was, he literally goes, that was, would be the first question I would ask. And it still, you would, you would think hangs over my head <laughs> today. Journalists. Two journalists. <laughs> Two journalists walk into a room with Caroline Keller. It Like it was the reason we didn't ask is because we didn't have time to think because she's like literally a beautiful genius and her mind just runs off. We like in a million directions. I was trying to do an intro for like an hour. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We, it ended up going for like an hour and a half. I had to run, nearly missed a show. It was just the best. It was riding on a high the night before I'd been out and got so drunk that I smoked for the first time in many years and then, as I mentioned on the Caroline podcast, I bought a packet of cigarettes, smoked, and then just immediately somehow dropped the packet and the lighter on the floor and then was like like an absolute urchin, like rummaging through my bag frantically <laughs> on the side of the road five minutes later. And then this ties in because the next night went back to Soho to see like a comedy show with Zach, was walking out and I stopped and I was like, that's the convenience store where I bought the cigarettes. <laughs> And then I feel a tug on my arm and I look down and a man is inside my handbag. Like like a little rat, like a little mouse. And he looked so like caught, caught off guard. He he wasn't expecting me to turn because I suddenly stopped abruptly in the street. Never let them guess what you're going to do next. (laughs) That's such a you thing to do. (laughs) He's trying to steal from you, but you do like some insane movement and end up like stealing off him or something. (laughs) Yeah. So I kind of looked and I felt because it's a bucket bag. It was like over my, in the crook of my elbow and he'd got his hand in and it like took me a full second to realize what was going on. And I feel like I kind of smiled at him because it took thing. And then he just kind of ran into the crowd. And I do know they do this in like when the shows come out because our friend got his bag stolen like a few weeks ago. Oh, wow. Similar way, like outside a pub though. But um. Immediately, I was like, fuck, you stolen something. And I went through my bag. And luckily, I'd had my passport in there for like weeks. And I decided to take it out that day. Um, 
and he stole my phone and I was you just feel really frazzled and like confused Mm. and and whatever it's such a shit feeling not having a phone like I remember waking up and I'm sure everyone has been through this where you wake up after a night out and you've lost your phone and you know on the night you've lost Mm -hmm. your phone but you're so wasted you're like searching this whole you know narrative happens around the phone being stolen and lost and you're searching all the bags and you're searching around the bar and then you end up just having to go home and go to bed but then you like wake I remember waking up and just being like I have no idea what the time is like where (laughs) where am I yeah everyone's trying to contact me yeah it's that thing you feel so lost without it that it feels like cataclysmic in the moment like in my head I was like I'd rather he stole my purse with all my shit in it because like that's far less of a big for sure that's far less of a drama but I mean firstly before I get into the second prong of this story when on find my iPhone nothing was showing up for the first like day on Monday find my iPhone showed the exact address where the phone was in a secondhand phone store in padding in Marble Arch. So Zach and I went down there. I'm like <laughs> the most naive person on the planet, I guess. Well, I did have a bit of a game plan because you can press the button to make it make a sound. So I was like, if it's in this store and the guy's uncooperative, I can just press the button and it will make a noise. And I'll be like, look, this is my phone. Just give it to me. Um, but the guy was so aggro and he was like, I went in like, hi, how are you? I like got my phone stolen on the weekend. Like I know it would be nothing to do with you, but if someone came in to buy it, like it's saying it's here, can I have a look at the phones to see if it like matches? And he was like, fuck off, like get out of the store. Like acted like we're accusing him of stealing and stuff. It was just very London. So then I got out the find my phone thing to see if it would like make a noise and it just wouldn't connect, but it's still there. It like keeps like, every couple of hours on find my phone. It's like flashes up back in the exact same location. That's so annoying. So annoying. So I called. So I, I called the police. police. <laughs> <laughs> this is what's so funny because in Australia, this would be like a te- like a five person team would be on the case of the stolen phone. Mm. In England, like they obviously just couldn't give less of a fuck. I filed a police report because I thought I had theft insurance, which I didn't. Um, and then I called the like the one o one or whatever, like the non urgent number. And was just like, look, I just want to give an, like, an update because um, to say, like, the find my phone says it in this store. I was like, I'm pretty sure I saw it in the window. You obviously don't know if it's your phone or not, but it was like a white iPhone 14 that they'd like just like put in under the new section. And I was like, and it's this exact place. And the guy on the phone was kind of like, <laughs> it, it's just so English. He was like, look, we can send someone out if you really, really want us to, like, technically the police are like in your free service for you as a citizen but I'm just telling you now the owner won't cooperate they're not going to do anything this happens in London all the time you're not going to get your phone back it's kind of a waste of our time oh my god and I was like okay so he's like so do you want me to send them and I was like well not now (laughs) obviously I feel guilty (laughs) (laughs) so now it's just there I wanted to enlist you on a secret mission to try and get it because the guy knows my face now how would I get but, it? So here's the plan. Okay. Go in. I am looking for We a should fine, just please. send him out, honestly. We should just send him. He'll fucking go more aggro at the guy. He'll go cra- Why I feel protected by my boyfriend is not because he's strong, but because he's so crazy that, like, if we went into a <laughs> shop like that and the guy was getting aggro, he would just, like, out freak them out. He would just, like, scream at them and, like, wave his arms around and, like, just be, like, 
like the guy would just not know <laughs> like the man in the airport where he starts like swinging yes. punches at people that's very my yeah. boyfriend's energy that's great we should go that's in what with we him. need zach was getting aggro and i was like zach calm down like <laughs> like it was gonna kick off into a thing which we it should wasn't send both we need them. to go in with him we need a two-pronged approach okay. this is the approach you decoy one go in hi i want to buy a phone what phone would you like i really want a white iphone 14 You've memorized the serial number, which is on the back, at least a few digits. So when he passes it to you, you're looking over it, handing it around, blah, 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 blah. See, it's the same phone. You then say, this is my phone. I've reported, this is my friend's phone. And then I walk in and I say, ha ha. <laughs> and <laughs> wait, so is that, so, is, so what then will happen? So the police told me when I called the police, they recommended citizens justice. And they said, if you did that, He's like, which technically I don't recommend that you do. But like, if you want to go do that, I would recommend you say, this is my phone. I'm putting it in my pocket and walking out of here right now. If you want, I can call 999 and we can stay here till the police come. Um, and he said he will probably just let you go. But he also might get aggro and angry. So bring a man if you can. <laughs> so this is the, the squad. This is our Barbie Oppenheimer squad day. We'll include some vigilante justice to get my phone back. Okay, let's do it. I feel nervous. I literally have butterflies <laughs> in my stomach as we're speaking. I might we just, actually don't. Have I feel to. like I, I don't care that much about getting. I it feel done. like I want to do it. I feel like I want to take. I, I want to hold it up and say, "This is my friend's stolen." I feel like what I should do also is like look over it and take photos as I'm looking at it, so I literally have a mm-hmm. photo of the serial number, so he can't then like grab it back and try and lie. Mm-hmm. And then. I might just be like, this is my friend's phone. It was stolen off her last week. She's already come in here. She's filed a police report. The police know it's here. I'm taking it and leaving. I'm stealing it. Okay, bitch? I'm stealing it. I'm stealing it back. And, and then, then run. If he starts arcing run. up, Amar run. runs in, starts acting crazy, and we all run away. Yeah, we should run out. And if they try and chase us, Amar can be outside and like try and like tackle him or something. Yes. He can perform a citizen's arrest on I'm this man. Scared, he goes, Technically, excited. he's... I just thought it would be a fun little day, but, and we could wear like costumes. I could wear a trench coat and that hat that I wore when I dyed my hair orange. We could dress up as, (laughs) because we are going, is this, do you mean Friday before we go to the movies? Yeah. Yeah. We could dress up as Oppenheimer. (laughs) (laughs) With a little hat on. I'll put it under the hat. Fuck him. Yes. I, I, now I feel so I had actually made peace with the phone being gone I thought it was divine intervention I'm on this total I genuinely want to live without an iPhone kick which I want to discuss with you at some point but now I'm just angry at the injustice of the situation like that it's just bothering me that my phone's just like flip like find my iPhone still like messages me sometimes like emails me about something because I marked it as lost but it's, it's like updating every hour in the same location. And I just find it so insane that we know it's in that shop. The police know. <laughs> I know. He knows. The man knows. The man definitely knows. He started pulling out all these photocopies of like driver's licenses. What about? Saying, saying no one can come in here and sell an item without us photocopying their driver's license. We're legit. You're accusing me of selling stolen goods. I don't sell, like, sell stolen goods. I was like, yes, you do. Well, sir. I think you'll find that you're lying. Okay, fun. Very fun. Um, Yeah, so we're doing the Barbie Oppenheimer back-to-back on Friday, which the internet got me all excited for. And then I was like 
I am excited. I'm still excited. But I think I wouldn't have actually even seen Oppenheimer. (laughs) And now we're seeing it like on the same day as Barbie, which is like a lot of time sitting in the cinema. But I do love, I mean, there's no place I'd rather be. Yes, it's long too. I know. It's going to be a long old slog and it's going to be depressing. That's that's what I mean. I'm like, I probably wouldn't have even seen this movie at all, let alone on like the same day I'm seeing (laughs) the movie event of the year that I just want to be so excited for. Yeah, that's true. That is true. I think it will be it'll be fun seeing both. So we're doing the eleven AM Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. You have to find one of those lost cigarettes to light up before we go in. And a black coffee. Yes. And then let's go for a cute little lunch and then Barbie. I can't wait. I really can't. I'm thinking just about all the various treats. I'll be consuming, purchasing and consuming, purchasing on the AWD corporate company. Yes, it is a work expense for sure. You're gonna, you girls are gonna hear a review the week following. Also, we we briefly talked about it on the pod, and and I don't know why I'm like so on 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 this kind of tirade about it. But for everyone who's considering going to see either of those films, but mostly Barbie because it's made by Greta Gerwig. Um, Go opening weekend because it makes such a big difference to the success of the movie and the uh, likelihood of Hollywood putting more money into women directors. And it's on track to be to make a hundred million in its first weekend, which would make it the biggest ever debut by a woman in history. Wow. Um, but we have to actually make that happen. Oh. My boyfriend was like, it's not some small fucking indie film that you need to like promote. And I was like, it fucking is. I think it's so true, though, because I think because they had to do more promo earlier because of the, the strike stuff, like, you know, how they started doing this promo tour weeks ago. I think a lot of people are almost going to get fatigued and, like, forget to actually go. I agree. So I think it's a really good reminder. Yeah, I agree. It, it has been – there has been a lot of, of Barbie. A lot of pink. A lot of pink. But, I mean, when there's a film – that has Charlie XCX on the soundtrack, Issa Rae is the fucking president. <laughs> like, you better believe I'm going to be there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that movie was, like, made for Isabel Truman. I feel like it was made ways. for all of us. There's, like, different... There's yeah. so many different things that one could cling on to in that film. Also, I'm really excited because I think Ryan Gosling is the... Like, I think the Ken arc of it, that I, what I'm re- from what I'm reading, is, like, actually the thing that steals the show. Like, because obviously it's, it's about Barbie and then how Barbie doesn't really need Ken and he's just Ken. But I think that's actually, like, a huge storyline in it. And apparently um, Ryan Gosling is so incredible in it that people are saying he should get nominated for an Oscar. Oh, my God. <laughs> they should. Like, Oscar I, – I hate how the Oscars is – Makes it have to be like a fucking trauma-filled, depressing movie for anyone to get nominated apart from Emma Stone in La La Land. It's so true. I think about this like so much more often than any human should. How like Renee Zellweger should have got an Oscar for Bridget Jones Diary. Yes. Like the most classic example. That performance is fucking insane. The fact that she's American. <laughs> yeah. That alone. That alone. Yes. Give it to her. I know she's already won an Oscar, but give her another one. Give her another one, a retrospective. Yeah, I agree. I think that Barbie needs to sweep at the Oscars or the Oscars are cancelled again. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
um, bad time for me to not have my phone and not be on Instagram this weekend because I imagine it was a wash. Very, very mm. Jane Birkenfield weekend on Instagram. Um, it's it was it was actually very lovely. I yeah, as you as you say, it was it was like a very nice palate cleanser to just see her chic outfits and beautiful face all over Instagram. Um, following her death, um, to be honest, like I've always known, I've always obviously known about Jane Birkin and thought she was gorgeous, but didn't know all that much about her. And so it's been really nice kind of reading articles about her life and like her legacy and why she meant so much. I knew obviously the story about the Birkin and like the plane flight and how she was a young mom and she couldn't, her little basket bag that she carried everywhere. It wasn't enough to carry everything she needed as a young mom. And I love how they created the Birkin for her. Do you know she doesn't get a, she didn't get a percentage in that bag? Yeah, I mean, I didn't know that, but I'm not surprised. Yeah, I mean, not it's surprised, but up. also crazy. <laughs> crazy. At least they gave, I imagine they gave her like a lifetime. Yeah, of course. I mean, the least they it. could fucking do. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it was just really cute reading about her like young life and how she went from the UK to France right at the start of like kind of a new wave and was in like cinema there and was dating that fucking hottie director. Yeah, she's just like, firstly, as we're saying this, I'm just thinking about how funny it is, her being the inspiration for the Birkin and how she wore the Birkin in such a cool way, but how Birkins are so like inherently genre now, like because they're so the opposite of everything that's cool about her. I know. It's it's quite, she's quite a funny person too. She's just a funny person because it's like people put so much on to her that she hated. And, and, like, a lot of the people yes. who, like, emulate her style or who love her, she would find really jarre. And the people who wear the Birkin, she would just be, like, like, the Kardashians having a whole closet of Birkins. Yes. Or, like, I just can't stop thinking about Kyle Richards in every episode of Real Housewives <laughs> of Beverly Hills just rocks up with, like, a plum-coloured Birkin. And I'm like, you're just – money is so wasted on you. Yes. Yeah, no, 100%. And it's funny as well because, like you say, all those pictures – that people post is kind of like the same 10 to 15 shots. Like she was just in such a tiny, like she was obviously iconic her whole life, but like the, the shit people reference is her wearing literally like denim cutoffs and a blouse in like a th- two year period in 1967. And it was just enough to make her this big of a thing. I also love how she was like the originator of French girl style, but she was British and yeah. Camille Shari actually said on, Instagram because she's obviously the other way around. She's French but lives in the UK. She said that it's funny people say Jane Birkin was the originator of French girl style because she was she kind of changed it with how she made it so flirty and fun. She kind of was like, she obviously wore very French outfits and it was very French chic and how kind of she made basic outfits look so um, highbrow. But she was also just, like, way more flirty and fun. Like, her wedding dress was see-through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they just don't make them like her anymore. I was thinking about that, like, how effortless celebrity was back then. Like, how you just – it was just so much cooler than celebrity culture now. But I, I guess the whole point is that in the 60s, because of the way the media worked, 
they did just pick there was probably a bazillion girls like Jane Birkin who were like really fucking hot and dressed really well and et cetera, et cetera. But the media just like zoned in on one person and they became the it girl that was everywhere. Nowadays that just doesn't exist anymore because our attention is so splintered. But I just feel like this our era of it girls are so much less interesting. I know. <laughs> so much more like manufactured. There was someone posted something that I found really funny, which is also mean, but it's funny. Um, you know that quote of hers where it's like, but who wants an easy life? It's boring. <laughs> this guy I know, this like really funny guy, Italian guy was like, um, every single one of the most boring people on my Instagram are posting this quote. <laughs> that is so fucking true. I know, but that's what made me laugh because I was like, Jane Birkin like was just so anti all of it, which is what makes her so cool. Like she never even thought she was a style icon. She was just like, what are you guys even talking about? But she she was the one who, the Kate Moss and everyone just dressed like her. Obviously Alexa Chung was yeah. so inspired by her. She's just, she's just the coolest because she's so actually cool and doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, it's the, and it's, I think as well, people forget now that song she made with Serge Gainsbourg called whatever it's called, where she's just like making moaning sex noises in the yes. background. That was like, people thought she was a fucking whore. Like people did not like her at the time. It was like what I talk about all the time, Chloe Sevenier doing the blowjob scene in Brown Bunny and how everyone was actually scandalized. Like that's the kind of shit that makes you go down in history is genuinely not caring what people think enough that people don't like you in the moment that you're existing. Like our generation's it girls will probably be, I don't know, Caroline Calloway. <laughs> yeah. People that people hated for a period of time or like scandalized people. Yeah. And then everyone just forgets. Yeah. of co- Yeah, exactly. Um, But yeah, she, I, yeah, wasn't, I feel like I wasn't so across her <laughs> until this week in in the way of like loving actually realizing what she liked and disliked and how actually cool she was and now i'm like oh you're an actual legend i think i was put off by her being like on the mood board of every woman our age yeah Yeah, exactly and so much of what this will sound really snobby but i just like a lot of people that think they love jane burke and like you say don't understand even the clothes like don't can't see how genius a lot of it is because it's in the tiniest details a lot of the time what you're just responding to is how stupidly beautiful she was which is totally fine that's like a very valid thing but yeah like you say she became so mass people became so obsessed with her that people like actually missed the the real shit Mm. i love how she was reading all the time the photos of her reading are just so sexy (laughs) yeah and she just like had three different children with three different men and like she was just she was just cool. <laughs> I love that. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax. And think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So yesterday I tried face gym for the first time ever. Have you ever tried that? No, I walk, I've walked past it and been like, what is face gym? Okay. So same. And it was really, really funny because I went to get it and the woman was like, have you had a workout with us before? I was like, shut up. So basically it's like <laughs> a facial, <laughs> but they call it a workout. Um, and they essentially, are, it's kind of like a lymphatic drainage massage for your face because they're pushing, it's like a, a strong massage instead of about the products in, in a typical facial, a strong massage and they're kind of trying to like shape and redefine your face. So people say, and I and I do notice like a little bit of a difference in the puffiness in my cheeks and my cheekbones feel more defined and like kind of up near my eyes. After she did it, she did one side first and then showed me and the other side was ugly and normal. And my... eyebrows were like lifted a bit it does work but it only stays like that for like a week um but it's it's (sighs) essentially yeah like lymphatic drainage and i was asking her about it and she said that it's you know to help with like stress a stress reliever and things like that but it's basically gua sha but 85 pounds for 30 minutes that's not i know we can be quite out of touch on these things but that's not that bad but yeah. I mean, facials in general are kind of like a scam, a scam yeah. unless you're getting light therapy and stuff. They did. So she did. She was doing these really crazy movements with her hands where she's like whacking your face really quickly with her hands. And then she used this machine thing that was like an electric current and my face was spasming as she was doing it. I love that. Yeah, it was it was it was pretty Pretty good, I must say. And on that topic, the funniest thing happened. So Amar has been, like, getting into skincare and stuff. And so I bought him, like, this just... But it's funny with men because their skin usually is just so perfect anyway that I was kind of mm. like, I just don't... I'm in that Jessica Defino train of just being like, I don't really want to fuck up your skin by giving you all of these products that it just doesn't need right now. Like, it's like, you know, and then it might just, and then it might just start needing it because... Who's Jessica Defino? You remember we talked about her, you need to follow her newsletter, it's called The Unpublishable, but she was like that beauty editor girl who basically got fired from everywhere because she just hated the fact that like the beauty industry is all uh, paid for shit, like um, advertorials and how she, she basically, her whole ethos is like the skin doesn't need much at all to thrive. Um, and now that we have introduced so many products, it's, it is relying on them. Like, it's like, you actually don't need all of these AHAs and BHAs because your skin will self exfoliate. But as women, we've like thrown all this shit on our skin. So now it's like kind of breaking out and stuff. We talked about her when, um, she went on Pandora Sykes podcast. 
we talked about mm-hmm. her that we talked about the episode on the pod ages ago it's like a really incredible episode you should listen um but yeah so then with him I was just like I don't want to give you all of this stuff that you may not need to introduce to your routine anyway and then he was like I bought an 180 pound body serum body that is that is fucking body serum um (laughs) that like and I was like what and I was like what the fuck are you talking about and he was like yeah I just saw someone like this this like I I had to like interrogate and it's like this hot gay man who's like really well groomed he was like I saw him post (laughs) on Instagram and I thought when he said that that he saw him post like this big kind of um thing about how it was life-changing and like he couldn't live without it and I was like and I was like what did he post and he was like I don't know I just saw it in a photo he posted and then it was supposed to Kim I, like Kim Kardashian herself would balk at a 180 pound body serum. body serum like, that is then guess the what most lavish <laughs> it got stolen outside of our house stop stop so I didn't even get it and why then, are there so many things and then because I'd been like taking the piss out of him for it he hadn't actually like um yeah I know it's the cost of living crisis everything's getting stolen but he <sighs> Because I, I was, like, taking the piss out of him being, like, what the fuck are you talking about? I would never spend that much money on a body serum. He didn't even, like, show me what it was. And then yesterday I was, like, show me what it was. And it was Dr. Barbara Stem. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was, like, and then I pulled up a photo of her and I was Sheep. just, like, um, this is the woman who stole all your money. <laughs> It was so crazy. He was he was thieved from twice. Thieved from twice. Con- yeah. And then I was like, dude, you don't even moisturize. Like, you literally don't moisturize your body. Get some fucking Nivea. A body serum is, it just chaos. feels like a chaos. I don't even moisturize my body. Like, you know those memes about, like, your face getting a 10-step routine and your elbows, like, bleh. Like, I my whole body is so unmoisturized Same. and, like, ashy and dry and coarse and horrible so is his i was like dude like please so is his (laughs) you just need like you say a nivea that nivea cream that comes in a blue top i was also like if you're gonna spend 180 pounds on skincare buy rationale or like skin ceuticals or something that actually works like no offense to dr barbara stern but i literally threw some of the I was like throwing out stuff out of the cupboard at his house and like threw some in the bin the other day (laughs) and then was like oh my god this is what you just bought you can fish it out of the garbage bag (laughs) (laughs) this is why thieves are circling your house because they looked at the bin and saw unopened no it was opened it was just it was like it was like eye cream I was like I'm never gonna use this Eye cream should be banned by the government. Yeah. Like, it's just such a waste of everyone's like body time serum. and energy and resources. Body serum should be banned by the government. All there needs to be is, like, one, when I become, like, a communist dictator, there's just one, like, extremely powerful set of serums. Just rationale. Only rationale's available in the country. Rationale is government. A gov- like, a government handed out. Um, yeah, exactly. Taxes go but up by, people- like, 50%. <laughs> Everyone gets Every rational. And we'll have the essential seats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That is true. That is what I do. I got another another rationale package the other day. Very exciting, sexy little silver package. I'm so jealous. Mine's all run out. Now I'm going crazy because I don't want to like, I'm going to, I obviously need more. But until then, I used body moisturizer on my face today. That's, yeah, it's getting dire. <laughs> 
dire straits. What do you use first? I, I use way too much face moisturizer all the time. So I run out. I, you know me, I like lather that shit on like it's Christmas. Yeah. And so everything runs out <laughs> so quick. It's, it's so bad. But I can't help it. I think my skin is, I remember we did that consultation with them. And I said my skin wasn't that dry because I can go a while without putting moisturizer on. But it does feel like when I put it on, I want to. I need to put like a lot on. I need to put more than one of those little squeezies. Another squeeze. Yeah, yeah. It's like a really gorgeous, like at home facial. It has a little dish where you mix it up with a brush, and it's. I like it a lot. <laughs> Yeah, very, very exciting. Um, probably more effective than face gym, if I'm honest. I know that like what I was saying made you want to try face gym, but I'm not actually sure if I see any difference in my face today. I think... But it yeah. felt nice. Like I feel like it's kind of a nice thing to do before an event. Like if you're going to go to... Because mm-hmm. it lasts only a week. So if you're going to go to like a really nice fancy event or like maybe before a wedding or something like that you could do like a face gym and it would just lift and kind of make you feel brighter Hmm. yeah i like that idea of them showing you that's a nice little trick they have up their sleeves i know yeah i mean the i have friends face. who swear by it and i also have friends who swear by two things lymphatic drainage massages on your body i've had a couple of those before and I was saying this gives me a pang of anxiety because I had one and promised a story that I never did like seven years ago. <laughs> um, and, but I've, I've never felt anything. My, after the first time I used the rationale skincare from that facialist that wasn't even like a rationale girly, she just said to me, she was like, if you don't notice something straight away, just don't do it. Like with anything beauty and wellness related this idea that you have to keep doing it for obviously with some things it's probably true but I kind of follow that thing if I don't feel great immediately afterwards or really notice it then it's just not for me and that's how I felt with lymphatic drainage like I just didn't notice any difference in anything yeah I think you do have to get a good person though but I agree it's Mm -hmm. quite weird it's basically them like pressing lightly on different areas of your body and then it's obviously supposed to be like moving the fluids around and clearing you out but I agree I don't really understand but I do want to try I had two girls sitting like swearing by it to me and then they were also swearing by acupuncture which I've never tried yeah I would like to try acupuncture too it sounds exciting and someone said someone said that um they were like laughing so hard because remember I was talking about how there was like that witch doctor in Sydney who was like touching my friend's body and figuring it out she was like I can't deal with your guys fucking podcast calling an osteopath a witch (laughs) I was like I didn't know the name (laughs) but I want to try that too (laughs) which is good so that's what an osteopath is it I think so is is it um I, I know. I just want to live a life of like alternative medicine. I think that's if I was a, a very wealthy woman, that's what I would do. Yeah. I'm going to go to, when I get back to LA, I'm going to try. Cause I said with, with acupuncture, they were like, they give you a little, which I love. They give you a little consultation at the first and ask you what's going on in your life. So you can tell them if you're feeling really stressed out or like the, this big life change has happened or whatever. And then they'll cater it to you. I don't understand how, but I don't need to. Were you to. talking about the tapping thing? Were you telling me that or was I telling you that? You were telling or me. Or was someone else telling me that? Yeah, there's like this thing that I first saw on TikTok of like. Oh, we were telling Caroline, tapping. I think. 
Oh yeah, tapping in certain places. But then I I'd seen that, and then I had like dinner with a friend who was like, "I have a tapping guy." <laughs> My God, <laughs> who teaches you how to like tap certain areas to lower your cortisol, which immediately calms you down. And I on that topic of it working straight away, when I th- these tapping things, this woman suggested, I noticed I felt calmer like quite immediately. You do it on yourself. Yeah, you just do it on yourself, and it's on pressure points like your forehead, behind your ears, on your. I, I don't fully understand it but it's apparently rooted in some sort of science. Ooh. Um, back to other science. topics. A, wit- a witch on TikTok <laughs> told me to tap my face. Um, so Ariana Grande and her normie real estate husband are getting a divorce. I'm really surprised to hear that. Yeah, me too. So she was spotted at Wimbledon without her wedding ring on, and then that obviously got the rumour mill going, and now it turns out they've been separated since January. So they did a really good job of keeping it under the radar. Yeah. And now she's like, I don't give a fuck anymore. I'm just going to... So she obviously knew that it was going to come out now, but it's been that long that she probably wants it to come out. And also Dumois, um, there were like a few blinds of... There's this blind item that said that this this husband of an A-list singer was out with a co-worker for dinner and it looked romantic. And then there was another one of someone saying... That, which was in March, so it was like two months after they split. So he's dating another real estate girlie. And then um, another person said they saw him out, like wearing a disguise um, at a club, and he was like surrounded by women. And that her friend walked over and goes, do you know who Ariana Grande is? And he goes, no, I've never heard of her. And she goes, well, you should, because she's your fucking wife. And then he left the club. <laughs> I love oh women. Oh, my God. I love women too. Why is he a why is he a dirt? Well, bag? I guess they've they've broken up. This is all since they've broken yeah. up. Yeah. Real estate. See, like I think I, I think, in my head, I heard her marrying a real estate agent before I clocked and understood and had seen Selling Sunset and understand that that means something different to what it means in my meant in my head before. <laughs> yeah. Where I thought he was just like a nice family man at home thing guy, whereas he's probably like a a sexy menace a sexy menace also list let us not forget lest we forget like with the women surrounding him at the club like why do we as women what is this phenomenon of us finding Mm. men hotter after another woman another successful woman it's like them they have given them their blessing because it's like Mm -hmm. ariana grande kicked off obviously cassie david amazing kicked off fucking pete davidson's reign it was ariana Mm -hmm. grande now Dalton Gomez is like getting his turn in the sun. Yeah, what is that? There is some like fucking weird latent like patriarchal competition against women thing that we still have wired in our brains somewhere deep down. I think it's, you know, when you're not sure about a guy and you're not sure if they're giving you the ick or not, but then to know that they had dated someone who you think is beautiful, mm-hmm. successful, smart for a long time. It mean like it means they didn't give them the ick. The ick. Mm-hmm. So it makes you kind of feel like it's okay. <laughs> I just I I don't understand that phenomenon from a like totally parasocial deranged thing of like I would just never want Ariana Grande who would not care if I lived or died to be mad at me. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> like I you know what I mean? I just wouldn't. I would never. If I was a, like a sexy, thotty girly, want to pursue an ex of some amazing woman because I'd want to stand with her. I don't know. Yeah. 
I agree. It's quite funny how Kim Kardashian went out with Pete Davidson after Ariana Grande when they're friends. And she was fully engaged to him. We forget that because it was chaos, but... Like, part of me, I don't know why I'm getting this Oracle-like moment. I can see a fucking reunion for those two. I feel like, I I don't know. There was something very special about their romance. Like, it was really a moment in time. But I feel like they really loved each other a lot. Yeah. (laughs) And it was really chaotic and intense and crazy. And I feel like Scooter Braun is somehow to blame for them breaking up. Wait, oh my god, not to talk about Caroline... Again, but we didn't actually talk about this in the episode, and I feel like we should say it now because one of the most iconic mm. parts of her well, one of not one of the most iconic parts, but one part of her book that I was just like, oh my god, was when she talked about meeting Margaret Qualley for a business meeting, and mm. Margaret had a black eye, and everyone was like scooting around it and not asking about it and not saying anything, and they were just carrying on the meeting, and then there was just like a moment of silence, and Caroline goes what's with the black eye and then and then she said it was silent and she said her agent just stared at her and everyone was like this is so awkward and then she said margaret kind of paused and kind of looked as though she was assessing assessing whether she was gonna say the truth or not and then she just goes i just got out of a really what was it i just got out of a really intense relationship and i was feeling really like fucked up about it and then i just punched myself in the face Oh, my God. And then Caroline was like, then I found out it was Pete Davidson. Chaotic human. So funny to just, like, it's very Margaret Qualley to just, like, I love her so much. Just feels so her to just be, like, really pissed off at yourself and punch yourself in the face. (laughs) Um, So, what? yeah, everyone's, there always seems to be some emotional fallout post- Pete Davidson. That is the a Cindy Crawford thing. Yeah, the Cindy Crawford thing. That is as much in his appeal as him, like the big dick energy tattoo, blah blah blah. It's the like I can fix him, um, like mental illness aspect is like just as strong in terms of how he gets all these girls. It's a tale as old as time. Sure. For fucking sure. Um, but him and Ariana reunion. I'm gonna I'm gonna lay down a I don't know ten dollar bet that will probably happen <laughs> <laughs> 10 australian dollars um yes i could see that happening too because i feel like the thing i don't know i'm probably getting my time frame completely wrong but it wasn't that long after mac miller died was it yeah it wasn't that long and he left Cassie david for ariana grande and he Wait, like were they really da- loved- they were dating when mac miller died i think oh yeah maybe yeah oh man that was a fucked up time. So that was quite a few years ago. He was still in Australia then. Yeah, it was ages ago. Enough time has passed. <laughs> um, in cute news, Barbara Pelvin and Dylan Sprouse got married. I find them really cute. I, I mean, we all find Me them too. cute. They're just very sweet little hotties in love. Sweet little hotties. Is she wearing... The Vivian West, the Vivian Westwood dress as well. It looks like it. Mm. The girlies are loving a corseted wedding dress by Vivian Westwood. Yeah, I mean it is so gorgeous. She looks beautiful. They just, they're just very like. I think, I think they're both 
kind of like brother and sister sort of like they're very attractive in that conventional sense but yeah then in interviews they're both quite like kind of nerdy and eccentric and obviously just very perfectly suited to each other so it's very sweet and I think because he seems so normal compared to his brother (laughs) the smoking call her daddy brother that it just feels very endearing do you care that Sofia Vergara and Joe Manganelio are getting divorced oh that's sad yeah (laughs) (laughs) i do care this is i love this like little wrap-up of (laughs) lots of happening in the celebrity world yeah i am sad about sophie like um sophia sophia and joe he's not he's just like someone she's been married to for ages he's not someone he's not from no he's really i don't what he became famous from but he was like they're very of the 2010, 2009 moment where she was like the hottest thing on TV because of Modern Family. And he was in some show, like a vampire show, where he became so famous. So they were like the two hotties that everyone was obsessed with. And then they started dating and it all seemed too good to be true. And he just was right. really obsessed with her and it was very sweet. I think he had a crush on her for ages and talked about it in interviews or something. It was very cute right so yeah they're divorcing after seven years married and then buzzfeed did a thing on here all the signs that their marriage was over long before they announced their divorce buzzfeed's still staggering buzzfeed's along still getting along <laughs> another little celeb divorce announcement oh wait speaking of sorry i was like gonna go to the buzzfeed thing but i can't find it's too long, too long and confusing. But um, another thing that someone on our close friend sent us was it's been a year since J-Lo and Ben got married at the Las Vegas chapel and to celebrate J-Lo's written a chaotic song about it. <gasps> Love. And this girl is subscribed to On the J-Lo, so she screen recorded she screen recorded it for us because you have to like pay they're the best which i fucking love and (laughs) yeah one year since our midnight trip to vegas and then the song is on a midnight trip to vegas just me and you baby throw the kids in the back of the pink cadillac (laughs) and us (laughs) and then in the video she sent us j-lo filmed herself singing to her own song (sighs) and she's like bopping out throw the kids in the back of the pink cadillac Quite a bot. I can't really hear it, unfortunately. Oh. Love the lyrics. I'll send you the video. (laughs) So, yeah, congrats to them. One year married. I really hope they last. You just can't pick it these days, can you? I can't believe, you know who I can't believe are still together, but who will obviously never divorce because of because of it, is David and Victoria Beckham. They seem so in love in all those cringy TikToks that they let their children film of them. Yeah, I think maybe they are. It's confusing. I love it. It's very sweet. I know. Yeah, who else else do we have to root for? Like, no one. I feel like Meghan and Harry are set for a divorce. I'm concerned. I have have concerns. (laughs) I have my concerns. same Dumois. Not that we can trust those those bitches anyway, but Dumois said that um 
My God, remember when people thought you were doing well? That was so funny. No, they thought it was Diet Prada. <laughs> Diet Prada, <Yeah>. that's right. <laughs> I am. The They said that, yeah, Harry's staying somewhere else. Mm. Yeah. I mean, we did discuss this re- fairly recently, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if Meg had gotten the ick. <laughs> we've all collectively got the ick and i feel so sorry for him and it's like it's not his fault it's not our fault it's just biology this reeks of me getting the ick she needs to like watch him do like a what are they like a soldier's like a simulated battle or something she needs like something to get her back in the mood again yeah he needs to like chop her into the ukraine or something would you boss prince harry no. Would you bust Prince William? No. Would <laughs> <laughs> you bust either? You'd have to fucking. What does he like? He likes being picked. Oh yeah. <laughs> Would you pick Prince William? <laughs> Maybe for the story. Maybe. Could be fun. I I'm kind of leaning more towards William than Harry, just because like of the remaining mystique. You know, you you can, you don't know. With William. And when William and when William attacked Harry, like that's not hot, but it It kinda is. It kinda it is. It kinda is. A Harry on the ground. Megan probably read that account of Harry on the ground with it, the dog bowl breaking his back, the beads scattered across the floor. <laughs> calling him Willie and was like, What have I done? Literally. Go back to that hot chef you married in Jamaica with a fucking shit ton of weed, girl. Yeah. No, she was dating a chaotic hot chef. Her ex-husband, who she married, was kind of gross as well. She got the egg right. with him. She okay, got the egg with him too. Hot chef. And she FedExed her engagement ring back to him without telling him that she wanted to get divorced. She's so iconic. Yeah. We've all mischaracterized Meg. She she's mischaracterized herself. She's like the classic person if she just lent into who it's like Hillary Clinton. If she just lent into who she was naturally, <laughs> people would like her so much more. Like no one yes. buys your bullshit when you're trying to be so prim and perfect and like I've never strategized anything. I'm just like shut like no. Tell the truth. You knew that he was Prince Harry before you first met at Dean Street Soho House. Yeah, you're just like a girl. She's just a girly. Like you wanted to date a naughty chef. You love flying business. You racked up endless, endless costs to the palace before you even got engaged, making Harry fly you business all the time. Like it's so relatable. We love to see it. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to go and eat the the cinnamon bun that's calling me from the kitchen. Um, ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.